Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Links and Locks Podcast. Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner! Four! You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks podcast, The Best Bets. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He has been Everell from the PGA Tour, and over the next little bit, we will go back and forth making 18 bets, playing 18 holes for this week's Rocket Mortgage Classic. Benny, you missed the pod last week. Spencer Aguiar filled in for you, filled in admirably. You were somewhere drinking out of the claret jug, not returning texts. Is that essentially it? That's roughly it, mate. It was a big week, as you can imagine, uh, there in uh, Scotland after the big win from Cameron Smith. Um, I tried my best to be available, but uh, let's just say we were still having sips out of that thing into the wee hours of the morning, as they would say, and I do vaguely remember being on the Swilkin Bridge in the darkness <laughs> the next morning at some point uh, where another member, not me, uh, was going to attempt to, uh, you know, run across the thing nude or whatever. But thankfully that didn't happen. It was a big party, big few days. And then I stayed a few days behind and actually got to play the course a few days later. So huge, huge effort. And thanks to Spence and everyone else for filling in and made a magic week for me. What a, what a terrible time for you. I'm, I'm so glad you <laughs> finally made it back to the States. I, I, I suggested on the pod last week that maybe they had kept you out of the States. Maybe some things had happened with the jug <laughs> and maybe you weren't allowed back. And so I'm just glad that you've made it back home and you're back here. All right, let's get it's to been, it. Let me just say yes. before we start, mm-hmm. it's been yeah. a while. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but I'm pretty sure we did have it on record that I said if Queensland won that State of Origin game, that Cameron Smith would win the Open. And I'm pretty sure a few of you, a few blokes might have taken me up on that uh, on that advice and have done pretty handsomely. So I've got a, quite a few texts and, and things to say. So so I'm glad I could help out in that regard. <laughs> so we at the Action Network have a Slack channel called Groupers, where a lot of, I don't know if I'm giving out privileged information, but a lot of the uh, the folks on there will go, hey, here's, here's an absolutely terrible bet that we should all make. <laughs> and the Cameron Smith bet, it, in all honesty, was not as terrible as some of the other bets that we make on there, but uh, someone who's who had been listening to our podcast said, "Hey, Ben said if if Cam's team wins, he wins the Open." They noted that Cam's team had won 
what was it, a rugby game? You guys are playing yeah. on The state of origin, man, it was a complete upset. His Queensland Maroons yeah. had their best players out with COVID, then lost two more to concussion in the first few minutes of the game and should have been flogged, but somehow yeah. managed to win the game and the series. And from that minute on, I knew there's an omen there. Smitty's odds on, and sure enough, there you go. And so, yeah, they tailed your bet. Uh, by the way, I'd like to know what Rory McIlroy's favorite rugby team is. Maybe if they could have won that week, then uh, my, my bank account would be a little better. Uh, by the way, I'd like to point out that in the pre-Open Championship podcast, you took Cam Smith for a top 10. Yes, you did say if his team wins, he'll win the whole thing. You played him for a top 10. I'll point out, I played him for a top five. Yeah, so you, were, you were more gung-ho. I more confidence in him than you did. <laughs> yes. Well done. Well done. All right. We get on to business at hand. The Rocket Mortgage Classic, and as always, playing 18 holes. You are first on the tee, Ben Everell. Swing away. Let's keep the land from down under going here, mate. My uh, first outright bet, either my second favorite to win this week, is the defending champion, Cam Davis. She said, Do you come from a land down under? I think you can get about 35 to 1 or even better in some places. Uh, as I said, he's the defending champ. This this place sets up just just perfectly for him. It's guys who can hit the ball long and still keep it somewhat in play. Uh, he's gaining strokes on the average, off the tee, on approach, in putting. His last three results are all top 16s, I believe, T8, 6th and T16, trending into this title defence. Wants a last-minute crack at that International President's Cup team. I think Cam Davis will have another big week this week. It's so nice to know that you can leave for a week and yet you and I are still sharing one brain because once again, and for the, for the folks who haven't listened before, we do this all the time where you make nine picks, I make nine picks. We don't talk to each other before this. We just sit down and start talking on the pod, but I have mine written down. You have yours written down. I will skip my first play that I have on my little index card here that I'm showing you. Go right to the second play, which is a top five on the defending champ. Cameron Davis. I, I am yeah. doing the exact same thing. Look, I hate playing defending champs. Sort of like going to the roulette table, looking at what number just hit and putting all yeah. your money on that number. Essentially, you're just chasing, chasing, chasing. There's more responsibilities on that player as far as media, as far as fans, as far as the, the tournament sponsor. And Cam Davis hasn't been there before. It's his only win. So this is the first time he's going to go through that experience. That said, He's playing really well. Three straight finishes of 16th or better. Obviously, this course, Detroit Golf Club, suits his game. And so I'm right there with you. Top five plus 650. All right, mate. Well, I'll jump on to the third hole. Um, and this is definitely a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately pick. But I'm going to ride the hot hand of Tony Finau, the accidental winner, and have him for a top 10 player at plus 170. Uh, again, I think this is a course that suits the longer hitters. I think that he'll get a big buzz out of um, what he was able to do with his entire family there. And while I don't think he'll win again, I think he'll be up and about. Um, and just whether he can keep that going through the four rounds is my only concern. I feel like he might have one dodgy round in him uh, this week. But if he can keep it amongst the top 10, I think you can still get the value there to, to ride his hot hand uh, plus one seven. Yeah, I think top 10 is a nice play for that. Uh, I think you're right. He's probably not going to go back to back. But being a little conservative with the Finau plays. Pretty smart this week. I'm going with a bigger number for my top 10. It's a guy who's shown tremendous upside. He's an all-or-nothing type of player. He's high ceiling, low floor. That's okay. When I'm betting on these higher-end props, I want a guy who at least has that type of potential. Kurt Kitayama, 
has three yes. finishes in the top three so far this year. When he's not good, he's really not good. I believe he has 10 missed cuts and 17 starts this year. But, like I said, those good ones have been really good. He's shown he can contend, hits the ball a long way, really good driver of the golf ball. He's 8-1, to one, plus 800 for wow. a top 10 this week. I really like that number on him. Yeah, mate, uh, as we've talked about a few times, I've jumped on him uh, for top 40s and, and been um, able to get that. But clearly he could have got a better number, you know, getting going a bit more aggressive. So nothing wrong with having a crack at Kitayama when he's on. He is on. All right, well, I'm going to go my top five. You already had Fifth your hole. top five play. Fifth hole, top five. Uh, here's a guy who is gaining strokes off the tee, which is important this week. Also doing pretty well on approach, mid-tour, mid about 68th, 70th or so in approach. Um, also ahead of the game in that same area around that middle, but just enough to get ahead of the game in putting. Um, keeps popping up. Top five on Davis Riley this week, plus 750. 750 is a great number, I feel like, on Davis Riley this week uh, for top five. He's been knocking on the door. Uh, he is going to have another big week at some point. Uh, why not this one? Last week was the Davis Riley week. I feel like a lot of people jumped on him. Shot 73-71. Missed the cut by a stroke. The ball striking numbers were solid. And I feel like a lot of people are going to jump off of him Correct. this week. Probably a bad idea. Um, if you were on him last week, stay on him this week. If you weren't on him last week, maybe get on him this week because I do like that as well. I think Davis Riley's uh, bound for a good week. He, he had been rested. He'd taken about a month off after the Travelers Championship until yeah. last week. And so maybe just a little bit of rust setting in before we play the 3M Open. All right, we get to the sixth hole, and very much like Kitayama, I'm following a similar blueprint here for my top 20, a guy who's got a high ceiling and a low floor. And I'll tell you that because in his last 12 starts, he's got six finishes of 27th or better and six missed cuts. Again, <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. Look, it's not like he's finishing in 38th place every week. He's either really good or really poor. That's the rookie Alex Smalley. I like ah. this kid's game. This kid's yeah. – I'm telling you, he's, he's really good. He's in a spot now on the, the FedEx Cup points list where he should be safe going into the playoffs, and I think that frees up a player like him where he can maybe play some of his better golf. And quite frankly, I assume he's going to play the Wyndham next week. I might like him better at the Wyndham even than this week, but back-to-back -back Donald Ross courses, and I do like Smalley for a little two-week stretch. Mate, speaking of guys who may be a better pick at the Wyndham, but I'm going to jump on this week anyway, uh, I've got a guy for a top 20 at just plus 140 who I think is uh, really going to make a concerted push through to this FedEx Cup playoffs and make his presence felt while he can, and that is another Aussie in Adam Scott. Top 20, plus 140. Adam Scott, uh, if you can keep it relatively on the map off the tee, which he's known to be able to do normally, uh, his approach game has is, is been very good this season. He's about 30th on tour. And believe it or not, he is running about 40th or 39th in strokes game putting this season. Um, if Scotty can get it out there, get it on these greens and jag a few putts, he just has that, that game, that style that, that could contend um, at Detroit uh, Golf Club. So, look, um, I do think, obviously, Wyndham, where he was part of that massive playoff um, and, fell up, and fell away when he should have won it, may be a better week for him, but I think he's going to trend into that. So. Top 20, Adam Scott, 140. I like that. I'm not on any Adam Scott, but very interestingly, he's playing this week. He's really only played big-time events so far this year. And I 
I wonder, I don't know if you know this, uh, you know, you're very tight with some of the Aussies. Is there a reason why Adam Scott's going to Detroit this week? There is a, a reason that he's sitting just outside the top 70, I believe, uh, okay. in the first cup list. Uh, he'd love to be able to sort of boost his numbers so that he had a really big chance at that top 30. There's a significant attraction to being in the top 30 for Adam Scott uh, and some other guys by the end of this season. Um, he is putting all his eggs in that basket so uh, I, I like to think that he's picked a course he thinks he can contend at that's why he's there that makes a lot of sense okay uh i'm gonna go with eighth hole uh three top 40 plays and these are guys that each have pretty good numbers next to their names for top 40s all young guys i believe actually all pga tour rookies yeah they are but these are guys that at this point in the year if you're still calling yourself a rookie you're probably doing it wrong they've been out on tour for 10 months and kind of know the lay of the land a little bit Hayden Buckley, Lee Hodges, Taylor Moore, guys who we've seen pop up on your boards throughout the year, but all of them having good years, not great. They're not Cameron Young. They're not Davis Riley, uh, guys who we've mentioned, Sahith Figalu who's playing in this field, but they're very solid rookies, guys who they're going to enjoy, each of these three guys, a more traditional trajectory over the next three or four years, which is keep your card the first year, build on that the next year, Maybe contend for a couple of titles, get into more serious contention, move your way up by the third or fourth year, maybe win a PGA Tour event at some point. For now, top 40 plays at plus money, I think are really smart plays on these guys. Yeah, mate, I'd love to disagree with you, as you know, but I can't um, across there. I think you're spot on with their trajectory as well. I think that it's good things ahead for these guys and they'll take it as it comes and that'll be good for them and it'll put them in good stead down the line. Head to the turn with a long shot, like I like to do, at a hundred to one. Jason Day. Look, I know you guys hate this pick. I know you think that he's got nothing, but what I've been able to ascertain talking to him and hanging out with him a little bit and getting the lay of the land on his body and whatnot, it it's there. It's just a matter of input to get. And the reason I keep bringing him up as the long shot is I reckon you put a small unit on this guy. Every chance you get, because at some point he is going to win again. At some point it's going to click. This is a course where he can just sort of wail away and get away with it, bomb it out there as long as he doesn't get too crooked into the tree lines. Um, if his short game turns up, he'll be okay. Now, could he shoot 80, 8, 79? Absolutely. He's, he could easily do that. But I'm going to keep banging on his drum for a long shot while he's 100 to 1 or more uh, while I can, because at some point he will stand up and win again. Benny, do they have Kool Aid in Australia? <laughs> we call it cordial. Okay, well, yeah. you're cordial. Oh, yeah. Look, it's a hundred. You're hundred percent right. Look, I don't expect many people to jump in with me, and I would need. I would not tell people to put a lot on Jason. But I'm just going to say that there will come a time. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, 
thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. When no one expects him to win, that he'll win. Okay. I will, uh, if I can get him, and, and they've been matched up against each other a lot for certain reasons, but I'll take Ricky Fowler in a matchup over Jason Day this week. Oh, you, let, you and I can go. Yeah, let's have some side action on that. Okay, that's fair. 79 right. versus 80. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before we make a turn, uh, tell us about PGA Tour Pick'em Live this week. Yeah, that's where we look at those long shots. Um, we try to get we get free bets at PGA Tour Pick'em Live, and you're trying to win up to $5,000 worth of prizes. It just mirrors betting, but without the risk. You know, you're going to pick a winner, top 10, top 20. You can also get guys every round, uh, whether it be two balls, three balls, first round leader, et cetera. You can change your picks anytime that, that the market's alive with points bet, but you get the value of what it is uh, when you take that. So. Always sort of err to the long shots. I said I like Jason. Um, there's a few other guys that you can get on early. Uh, once you do that, uh, then you can go from there. All right. You led us right into the back nine, and I'd be remiss if I didn't start with a long shot myself to help the people out with their PGA Tour live pick plays this week. A guy that won on the PGA Tour three weeks ago and kind of went under the radar just because we weren't really paying attention to the opposite field event at the <laughs> Barbasol Championship, but Trey Mullinax remains at 130 to 1, even though wow. he's fresh off a win not that long ago. That's a really good number. Look, I've had multiple players tell me over the last couple of years when we're just kind of chit-chatting, hey, give me a name or two that's a player who nobody talks about, and yet they're more talented than we realize. And Mullinax's name has come up multiple times He's a really good player, hits it a long way. This course should suit him. Now that he's got one win under his belt, uh, Benny, he's literally playing with house money, nothing to lose this week. Who knows? I mean, every once in a while we see the floodgates open up for a player where they win one event and they go out there and win another one pretty quickly. At 130 to 1, I'll take a chance on it this week from Molinax. Oh, mate, I, I, this is actually, I'm surprised I didn't pick up on him when I did some quick research because I'm pretty sure he's inside the top 25 off the tee in, you know, in the top 10 driving distance. Yep. He's yep. somewhere in the top 30 or so birdie average, which you're going to need to make a lot of birdies this week. Uh, that's a good bloke to sprinkle across all, you know, like little at the top, but just a little more as you go down those 5, 10. 40s, etc. Absolutely good call. One that I've missed. So uh, well played by you, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll go into my 11th hole top 40 then, and this is your mate. Um, I'm going to go with Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele. I just want to be able to hit the ball higher, a little bit farther. Steele with a rip off the 12th. Hard to beat. Wow. That was just jammed in. The man of Steele. How good was that? Wow. Plus 110, fourth in strokes gained off the tee on tour this year, which makes me think that if he brings his A game, top 40 shouldn't be beyond him. I know there's a bit of talk that he hasn't played here much, and when he did, he didn't really love the joint. But if he can get, you know, forget that and just come out and play and, and do his best, this, a couple of stats suggest that he could be up and amongst it. So when I was looking at those guys in the plus money in the 
top 40. He jumped out at me because of that simple fact that he's fourth on tour off the tee. I think he has forgotten it. He played there in 2019, finished in 55th place. I'm pretty sure I remember texting with him a few years ago and he didn't love Detroit Golf Club, skipped it last year, and now he's back this year, Benny. Uh, hopefully he has forgotten and hopefully you're right that he goes out there and has a good week because with his driving prowess behind, I believe, only Rom, Cameron Young, and Rory McIlroy this year on the driving yeah. list, uh, he, he should have a pretty good week. It should fit him. All right. Uh, 12th hole, and as always, we're recording this podcast on Monday. Tee times aren't out yet. I'm going to go with the same guy for first-round leader that I went with last week and hope a little bit of reverse psychology should uh, be able to back my pick. Last week, he got a little screwed being in the afternoon draw, being late afternoon really on Thursday, and most of the good scores in Minnesota were on Thursday morning. Hopefully he gets a morning tee time, but it shouldn't be too drastic of a differential this week. Wyndham Clark is another guy who should be set up really well on this golf course. He's played it once, 19th place, three years ago, at 80-1 to one for a first-round leader play. He's got really strong Thursday opening round numbers. Uh, I like his, his fit for this golf course, and I like him especially in the opening round. I don't know about a full four-round play on, on Clark this week. He's coming off. This is his fourth straight event, which includes the first two that were in Scotland. He's got to be just wiped out. At this point, hopefully he's getting some rest. Hopefully he's a little bit refreshed for the uh, final kick here of the season. But I do like him for at least one good round on Thursday. I like that, mate. Look, I'm going to go straight into my first round leader then. And I have a little bit of a heads up here that I know this guy will be playing in the morning on Thursday as part of a few featured groups. Uh, And the reason I'm going to go with him here, which is not a good number, but I hate his number for outright, even though I think he's got a massive chance. That's Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay is 8-1 to one to win this tournament. It's just too low for me again on a Bombers course. But yet, he's obviously very good off the tee, very good on approach, coming in to defend his FedEx Cup title very soon. So the 20-30-1 to 30 to one you can get for first round leader, given that now I know he goes off in the early stages of Thursday, to me, that's where I might grab some Cantlay value uh, early in the week. And if, you know, go, go with that. I just don't love the 8-1 to one that you're getting for the four rounds to begin. So if you want a Cantlay play that gives you a little bit more meat, there's your, there's your chance. First round leader, he's going off early Thursday. Yeah, I like that because I, I think people are going to look at this field, especially fresh off Tony Finau's victory as the pre-tournament favorite at the 3M Open last week and think, you know, I want to get some investment in the tournament favorite, but I don't want to pay down to 8-1 to one to have yeah. him with an outright ticket. There's got to be another way to get him. I think first round leader is a nice way. I don't mind him in DFS lineups. I think you can play around with those lineups and still have some pretty nice lineups with Cantley in there. Maybe a one and done play. If you haven't used him yet, maybe you're saving him for the FedEx Cup playoffs where he played so well last year. But I don't mind getting Cantley in there this week either because he's got that win equity. All right. Hole 14. Matchups not out yet, at least in a couple of the books that I've checked. So I'll give you names and you can fill in the guys that they're going to beat later. But I've got two names for you. Taylor Pendrith is another guy. Who I The books love Taylor Pendrith, Benny. I don't get it. Yeah. He's 70 to 1 in DraftKings. He's a lot shorter than some players that he shouldn't be shorter than. That said, I really like him. Uh, you know, I'm sitting there looking for a good number on him. I'm like, oh, 70 to 1. I mean, look, 70 to 1 is not a terrible number, but I, I'd still like something a little bit 
deeper than that. It's probably because since coming back from a rib injury, he's played twice, finished 11th and 13th. And so I, I do like Pendrith and the other guy I've got here who's going off at 80 to one right now. Patrick Rogers is starting to show flashes of the Patrick Rogers that we always thought he could be. Hits it a long way off the tee, much like Pendrith, much like most of my plays, hint, hint, that I've listed here in the podcast. Rogers with six finishes of 35th or better in his last eight starts. I will hammer him in some matchups against guys who are of similar ilk, guys who are somewhere in the 70 to 90, 100 uh, range this week. All right, since you've done your matchups, I'll, I'll go to the two guys that I was looking at too in that same scenario. Uh, you mentioned one of them, Patrick Rogers, I think is someone to keep an eye on in any matchups. If you get him as an outsider against guys, then you should go with that. As an outsider, I think that's a good bet. And I'm going to be completely wacko here. And I'm going to say, here's a guy to fade for no other reason in that he's just way up in the betting. And I think there'll be guys that can beat him. And that is Will Zalatoris. I'm going to fade Zalatoris against similar players. Can Zalatoris win this week? Yes, absolutely. But if he keeps it in down the middle and on the green, you know, with these three-line fairways, etc., cetera, um, he can win. But I just have a feeling this is not his week. Uh, and as such, I think that you can get, you probably get value in matchups against him. Okay. Well, you notice I haven't mentioned Zalatoris yet. I might be waiting till the end. <laughs> so we might not be on the same page with that one. Before I do mention Zalatoris, let's get to the 16th hole where I've got a little scoring prop for you. If you can find it, whatever the under is for the winning score this week, take it. It looks like absolutely perfect conditions in the eighties, Sunny, not much wind, no rain this week. These guys are going to tear up this golf course. We saw Nate Lashley with a winning score three years ago at 263. Usually these courses, when they first get on the PGA Tour, set up uh, a little cautionary, a little conservative, and players can put up some good numbers. Lashley shot a pair of 63s that week. The next year, Bryson DeChambeau shot 265. Last year, Cam Davis quote-unquote, only 270, and maybe that moves the line. I have not seen a scoring prop yet. I'm guessing it's somewhere in the 269.5 to 270.5. Uh, if it's somewhere around there, play the under, like I said, dome-like conditions. They're going low this week. All right, mate. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be it's going to be lights out. We're going to go, you know, barring a massive change in the weather. It's going to be deep, deep, deep. And one guy who's going to go deep and is going to win this week, I'm very comfortable with this outright pick. I don't know why, maybe more so than I've been in a long time. Uh, But we had Cam Davis win last year. We had Cam Smith win the Open. But Cameron Young is going to win this week. Cameron Young has been clearly the best rookie on tour this year. Had a very good chance, obviously, to win the Open against Smitty. Um, Awesome eagle under pressure on the last to do that. His putter wasn't there for him all week. If it had have been, he would have won that thing going away. Let me tell you, or at least him and Rory would have had a battle if they both could make a few more putts. Uh, second off the tee this year, Cameron Young. 21st tee to green, ninth on birdie average, seventh driving distance. This place sets up directly for him. This season almost owes him a victory. This is where I think it comes. He's 18 to 20 to 1, depending on where you look. Cameron Young has been setting up for this week, and I think he kills it. I love everything about Cameron Young. I agree that this is a great course for him. And quite honestly, he's matchup proof. 
He's a guy that's finished <laughs> top three six times this season, and there's six completely different golf courses, which I love about him. You don't really have to worry about where he's playing. That said, it should help that he's playing this week at a golf course that should reward his power off the tee. That said, gets to the 18th hole, and I don't even think Cam Young is going to be low Wake Forest roommate this week because I'm going <laughs> with the guy that he played with in college, Will yeah. Zalatoris. You said to fade him. I'm yep. all over him this week. It's just been too long. The 13th-ranked player in the world. Look, the guy hits it a long way. Uh, he's got all the tools. There are two things that have me a little hesitant this week, Benny. The first is that some of his best golf tends to happen at courses that have a little bit tougher scoring conditions. We saw him at the PGA, saw him at the U.S. Open, saw him at Torrey Pines earlier in the year. I don't know that he can go out in a birdie fest and just make more than everybody else. That said, ties into the second reason, which is sometimes that putter, I don't know if you've noticed, but it doesn't look completely like the best putting stroke in the world. <laughs> so let's just hope this is not one of those weeks where it doesn't look uh, bad. I'm just hoping he hits everything to two feet this week and taps it all in. But I do think it's about time Zalatoris cleans up. And I will tell you that most of my DFS lineup so far, Benny, start with Zalatoris and Cameron Young and then move down the list with four other guys somewhere down uh, in the 7,000s. Let me say this about Zalatoris before I, you, people think I've completely written him off. I do think he's going to win before this season is out. I just don't think it's this weekend. Oh. I honestly feel like he is going, if he plays next week, I'll pick him as my outright. If he plays Wyndham, if he, you know, and if he doesn't win there, he'll win one of the playoff events. I just, I, it's the same narrative that I'm thinking with Cam Young. I just think they both deserve a victory at some point. And yeah, I just felt that this is Young's moment and Zalatoris might be able to step up, as you said, where it's a little bit harder maybe in the playoffs or Wyndham where everyone's, you know, really pushing hard to get their positioning. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not off on Zalatoris altogether, just this week. All right. Hopefully it's a big week for the Wake Forest guys, each looking for a first career PGA Tour win. Let's hope at least one of them has one next week and one of us will have some bragging rights. He's been Everell. I'm Jason Sobel. Thanks so much for listening to the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast remember you can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast download subscribe rate listen every single week good luck with your bets for this week's rocket mortgage classic it's over you hit the green <laughs>